You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. The Lord has been speaking to me for the last couple of months. So I've been teaching this for a couple of months. The Lord has been teaching me on this message, which is a vital, vital, vital message for all born again children of God. It was in February, the Lord said to me, this year, I want you to, I don't want you to fast. I want you to pray for 20, for 31 days. In fact, the instruction came in a dream. I'm saying this to say what I'm going to say in a moment. The instruction came in a dream. When I was asleep, the Lord came to me and he spoke to me and he gave me a date and he says 31 days. So I got that in a dream when I was sleeping. Because I've been waiting on God saying, Father, what do you want us to do this year? Because we didn't just want to come with another theme for the year. We wanted to know that we are walking with the Lord. So we spent 31 days of prayer. And as we were praying, the last day of prayer when everybody had walked out, we're using one of the rooms we have at church. When everybody had walked out of church, the Lord said to me, follow me. Everybody walked out, so I followed him. So in the ministry, in the building that we own back there in Devon, there's like a bank on the bottom here somewhere. So I went down the bank. Everybody had gone out. Nobody saw me. The Lord said, follow me. Did you see him physically? No, but I knew I was following him. So I followed him, and the Lord said, turn back and look. So I turned back and look. And on top of our building was demonic activity. Top of the building was demonic activity. And the Lord said to me, deal with it. So I said, I command every demon on this roof now to be released from this roof and never ever come back again. I command you to live in the name of Jesus. Like a cloud, it went and it dissipated and it was gone. From there was a supernatural church growth. From there until now. The Lord said to me, this activity has been the cause of many problems in your ministry and is misinterpreting what you are doing in this church. And when that cloud disappeared, we have got so much growth that we don't have space. We have run out of space in church. Everybody's complaining. Children's church, everybody. So we are busy believing God now to move into to buy premises where we are going to be putting a 2,000 sitting auditorium for what God wants to do. Amen. And the Lord said to me there that a church will never grow unless I make, I allow you to see into the spiritual realm because there is activity not just in the physical, there's activity even within the spirit that stops and hinders what God wants to do in a place. But I am here to say today the demonic activity of Satan in this building, in this place, in the bay stops today. There will never... There will be a multiplied growth in the church like you've never ever seen before. The Lord said to me that a church of 
there are many ministers who are running a church of 300 people when they're supposed to be pastoring a church of 200,000 people because God's idea is multitudes. Read throughout the Bible. They say multitudes enthroned him. Then multitudes followed him to the seaside. Then multitudes. God's plan for the church is multitudes. Why? Because there cannot be more people in the mall than in the church. God wants people born again. So then since the fall of man, that brings me to my message, God's kingdom agenda. God's kingdom agenda is my message for this week. You better be here tonight because it's going to be amazing. God's kingdom agenda. What is God thinking about? With so many messages coming from the pulpits from all over the world, so many messages. I think you can agree with me that sometimes there's so many directions and pulling and, and that sometimes in the middle of all this noise, we can miss the plan. What is God doing at the moment? Who is he? And so the Lord began to deal with me during my time of prayer when we were praying for the 31 days. Then we went away on a nine-day holiday, but I really went away there. I wanted a place where there are mountains because I wanted to go on a mountain to pray. So I went on the mountain. I spent some time with God, and there the Lord began to speak to me on the mountain because I figured out the higher the place, the closer to God I am. I'm just playing. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I just wanted to feel what the Lord felt like when he went to play on the mountain, so I copied that. You know, so please don't look for a mountain. I know there's, <laughs> there's, there's stable mountain here. Now, since the fall of man, what has been God's agenda? Think about it. If you were God, what is it that would be the most, the priority for you? Is it making people wealthy? Is it making people rich? Is it, is it giving people lots of money so that the church can change, you know, people from the world can see that we are called? Is it, what is God doing at this time? So then I began to look then from the Bible, from Genesis, okay? Now, if you don't understand kingdoms, most of us here grew up in a democracy. Growing up in a democracy is a disservice for you. I grew up in a former colony of Britain. So I understand very much the importance of succession. In kingdoms, you've got what you call succession. Succession is when one king takes from the other king and they rule like that. In South Africa, you are running a democratic society. Therefore, Ramaphosa's son is not going to become president when Ramaphosa dies. Ramaphosa's son might not never become president because there's no succession in democracy. Democracy is a system where we put somebody in power, but in kingdoms, kings put themselves in power. Then they run their kingdom using succession. Because they run their kingdom using succession, it has to be a blood thing. You see, that's why Christianity is the only, I don't want to use the word religion, but it's the only religion with blood. Because it's not really a religion, it's a kingdom. It's one kingdom being succeeded by sons. That's what it is. So when you read your Bible, you're going to see that God begins to say, Adam, God was the father of Adam. Then Adam was the father of Canaan, of Seth. Seth was the father of Canaan and Enosh. And it goes all the way down to Noah. It's showing you the importance of hierarchy in the kingdom of God. 
That succession is vital to understand the message I'm going to talk to you about today. Now, when God created Adam and Eve, he was creating them in his image and in his likeness. But what is the likeness and the image of God? God is king. So he's creating his son in the image of king. In other words, I'm giving you the same bloodline as I am so that we can continue the succession plan. The devil knew that there is blood involved here and he knew that to be king, your blood is to be traceable to your predecessors. So he, in, he in, um, convinced them to eat a fruit that had corrupting characters in it. The moment you ate of that fruit, that fruit would change your, the makeup of your blood so that your blood is no longer traceable to your father. Your blood is now traceable to him. So he breaks the blood and God now sees with the blood problem. That's why now he sends his son Jesus. Now, this is the thing. When the devil convinced Adam to eat of that fruit, the day Adam ate of that fruit, Adam was now a lost child. He's now a lost child. He was created by his daddy who wanted him to rule the physical kingdom. God rules the spiritual kingdom. Adam should be king over the physical realm. Adam messes up on day one. Adam is now a lost child. Remember, even if your child is on drugs or your child is a drug dealer or your child is a murderer, to you as the dead, your child is still your child. It doesn't mean if they are bad, you want to leave them bad. You're trying everything you can to get them back. So God's agenda from the day that Adam sinned was not to make people rich, was to get his son back. I don't know about you guys, if you, have, if you had four children and you went home and one, not you guys because my words are bubble, let's say somebody outside, had four children and one child went missing, how many of you will say, ah, you know, I've got four in any case, uh, you know, I've got three left so the one can, I don't care. I mean, you guys are selfish. I mean, you've got four children. Why do you care about the other one just getting lost? You, know, you don't care, they must just, you know, you will see them whenever you meet them. How many of you know if you've got eight children, you, you want them all? To, to them, to, to you, they are important. Now, Luke 19, uh, 9, 10 says, And Jesus said unto him, This day salvation come to the house for, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So the son of man has come for one reason, to seek and to save the Adam that got lost in the garden. Now, by this time, the Adams have multiplied into billions all over the world. Even though there are billions all over the world, God's mandate is still to get them back because to God, all of them are lost. Now, many of God's children want other things, like, you know, they want prosperity, they are looking for money, they are looking for... And when you look at the average child of God, we are in June already, they have not reached out to one soul the whole year. So if they have not reached out to one soul the whole year, 
it then means that they are not accessing that which is important to the Father because what is important to the Father is the lost son. So God says, if you can go get them, I, you don't even have to pray for money. Money becomes automatic because you have made souls your priority for your life. I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to show you tonight how God brought us from a 10,000 rand church. 10,000 rand, we were owning a church. 10,000 rand, um, you know, <laughs> equity in 2008 to 48 million rand in 2023. It is not through confessing, yes, I confessed the word. Yes, I spoke the word and I still do. But I realized that there are Christians I have met, not here, it's different in Cape Town. There are Christians I've met all over the world, wherever I've been invited, wherever I've gone. I've seen that they are tithers, yet they are broke. They sow seed, but yet they are struggling. Even though they're sowing, and even though they are coming to prayer meeting, they are still broke. Why? Because their sowing has to do with their survival. It's got nothing to do with getting the lost children, of which is the priority of heaven. That's why heaven says, when you leave the 99, and get one sinner, watch here. There is celebration in heaven. They've never said there's celebration when you buy your house, when you buy your Porsche, when you buy your yacht. They never say that, though there's nothing wrong with those things. God says when there's a sinner coming into the kingdom, there is celebration like never before. Now let me tell you, family, don't you think if your family, if your mandate was to get souls and sinners saved, don't you think that celebration will be in your house too and mine would be in that address too because wherever the celebration of heaven is there is wealth the explosive power of abundant supply that's my next the explosive power of abundant supply I have this what I'm teaching you now I have learned it by experience in Matthew 6 the TPT says but if your eyes are focused on money the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time? You have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. In other words, I am too busy. I don't have time for people. I, I, I can't have these type of people in my house. I can't run home cell because I am too busy. Yet if that house will be used to run home cell for God's purpose, that home cell does not only come with people, it comes with the Benz, the BMW, the Porsche. It comes with the couches. It comes with the, with the money in the bank. It doesn't come alone because when you become a soul winner, God makes you an example to the souls you are leading to him. This is why I tell you to never be worried. Try this. If you're on social media, go, tell, go say on social media, God is about to bless people today with cash. 
you will have 1,000 likes. And that's all of a con game. Then you go and you say, so winning is the key to victory, five likes. You know why? Because the enemy has got resistance when it comes to so winning. So he goes on to say, this is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all you need to be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much valuable to, 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 um, much valuable to your Father than they? So, then, so which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work at all, yet Solomon in all his splendor was robbed in beauty like one of these. Was not robbed in beauty like one of these. So if God so clothed the meadow which, with hay, which is here for such a short time, and then dried up and burnt, won't he provide you with clothes you need? You of little faith. So then forsake your worries. Why should you say what we will eat, what we will drink, or what we will wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. You don't chase after these things like money. When you chase souls, money comes to you. You don't chase money, you chase people. When you chase people, money comes to you. That is why you got a tither in a church that loves God, but yet his water has been cut for the fourth time this year. Because even though, like Pastor Jenny says, even though you are giving, giving is a hard thing. What is the Father's priority today? Now, oh man, I need to accelerate because time at the bay moves like something else. There's a picture that I have, guys, if you can flash it up, about, it's not so clear, so, but you will know this story. It's about these four brothers, um, you know, that were abducted. Um, you know, the guys who left the slide just now here behind me. It's four brothers that were abducted. I think it's about 2019, they called them the Monty Brothers. Do you remember those guys? If you read on top, the family paid 50 million ransom for kidnapped Monty Brothers self-return. A human man paid 50 million rand for these four ugly kids. <laughs> no, no, they're not ugly. Listen to this. Imagine 50. Look at that one there on the left without teeth. 50 million. If you calculate it, that's like 12 and a half, 12 and a half million rand each one. Seriously, why not just keep the money and let them go? You can make new ones, right? I mean, how many of you know you can make new ones? Let this go. See, no one wants to agree with me. Because you figure out that money is not as important as people. But a human man pays 50 million rand for four people. Now, we're going to come back to this picture. I want to flash a scripture quickly. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be saved by everyone but to serve everyone and give his life as a ransom price for the salvation of men. So in other words, I also came to pay for people like that guy paid for people. Right, go back to the picture here because I want to see this end some guys. <laughs> These boys, 50 million rand. Now, 
When the father wanted to pay 50 million rand to the person who finds, did the father say, only if you are black, I'll give you 50 million? Did he say, only if you're white, you get 50 million? Only if you had metric, you get 50 million? No, the money and the reward was irrespective of your education level. Whoever found them, whoever got them, whoever brought them in, doesn't matter where they are, where they stay. He says, I'll bring you from a shack to a suburb. Why? Because you're bringing my children. All I want is my kids back. I'm not choosing people by what they look like. I just want my kids back. So I got you born again so that I can get my children back. Your reward is in the children that you're going to bring for me. Every child you bring, there's a reward. So God is saying, if a human man can pay 50 million rand for kids, what about me? I'll give you cars you can't even afford. I'll give you houses you can't even live in. I can give you the money you need, but your priority has to be my priority. He says, I, I, you, you have to make that your, my priority. Uh, if you don't make that my priority, that is why, you see, I had the wrong mindset. Thank you, Jens, for the pick. I had the wrong mindset where I thought, you know, one day it would be nice if I have a TV ministry and it would be nice if I have, you know, this. And my intention was to look great. Oh, my God, did I struggle <laughs> trying to go there. I shanda gara bada gada gada gada. Shaka Zulu, ze, 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 ze. <laughs> Because your tongues must get deeper because the breakthrough is not coming. And, and, and I was wondering, but Father, what is the issue? Then the Lord said to me in July last day, I was driving a, my car, going to a meeting. On my way to the meeting, I heard a loud bang in the car. It was a voice. It was loud, but it was silent at the same time. I've got to explain the thing. And he said to me, I've called you to preach the kingdom. You've been ministering whatever you want. Stuff that I've given you for you and your family for your own edification, you are just spewing it out. And I've not told you to preach what you are preaching now. Come back to my heart. That's what I was saying to you now. So then the Lord said to us, 1,000 home sales by 2028 is our vision. And that church, when you literally come there, it's like everybody's vibrating, it's on fire. It's like something is burning inside with what God wants to do. We have never been called to come and sit and just enjoy another service. God is burning right now with people that are lost. There are some of you today, you are the only person that came in your car today and you left six unsaved at home and you came on your own today. You do not come with those, why? Because, you know, they can do whatever they want to do, but I will go and do me. There's nothing as I do me in the kingdom of God. There's nothing as, it's my life, it's my life, nothing like that. There's no dancing to it's my life. I've realized that all the vehicles that I ever bought, and, and, and my vehicles are all over a million rand. 
I have never, ever worked one day for it. It was given to me while it was bringing souls in. I've got, the amount of properties I have, I can't, if I, can, I can't live in all of them. If I, if I go stay here, I'll spend months living in each one. And it's not RDP. I'm doing nothing wrong with that house. It's, this is in expensive places. These things was given while I was getting souls into the kingdom. God's priority, he came to get people saved. He wants his children back. You see the drug dealers, he wants them back. You guys are the answer to the drug problem in those townships, in those communities. You are the answer, but you're sitting here saying, the police, the police, the police. No, you are God's police. It's your job to go to the byways and to the highways and get the people back and saved and born again. Let me tell you, the harvest is not in churches. You don't dare go to another church try to get the people out of there. Watch the end of those people. It's very dangerous. Believe him because I've experienced it. So there are prostitutes out there who don't know where to turn. There are drug dealers out there who don't know where to turn. There are people all over that are waiting. And you know why? We are too busy being smart. You know, you know Pastor, I'll do it whenever I want to do it. I'm busy. You don't understand. I want to walk on the beach. Now, enjoy the beach when you can. But we have not been called to that. Our homes are not just for us to have the biggest screen TVs. Those TVs are for us to sing praise and worship once a week with the people around us to reach our neighbors, to reach everybody close to us, to live a life before God. Because God is saying, unless you are reaching people, you are not pleasing me. I don't care what grace message you are given. If you're not touching people, you're not touching God. It's not about us. It's not about selves. You know, you know, Pastor, I'm too busy. I, you know, I'm working. You know, think about this. Even though you're working, what's going to happen to you after an, another 20, 20 years? You're just going to die and what, all you did is work for a company. Our hearts has to be on what is on God's heart, his agenda for people. When you have people, disciples, your prayer life begins to change. Most people don't pray because they've got no disciples. Pastor Sam, please do me. Can you come, Pastor Sam? And Pastor Liseko, oh, come here, please. You're going to help me preach now. Okay, so, so Pastor Sam, we're going to do this very quickly because we've got a few minutes. Pastor Sam is just an ordinary guy. He's working here at Zaba Zaba Security <laughs> Services. And, but, but, he, but he loves God. But then he hears this message and he knows God's priorities, people. Then he goes to get a saw. He first gets the beautiful one because maybe he's looking for a wife. No, no, don't do that. So he gets, so he gets, he gets and this becomes his saw. But then she, he begins to teach her the priority of God. So go get your saw. Go get anyone you want to get in there. You go get another one again. You don't stop there. Go get your saw. Bring your saw down here. I go to the byways. You're going right here by the go byways. You're going. To... Okay. So I'm going to use this, this guy. Come here on the stage so I can, we can see you. Maybe sit here. So I can, I don't stand behind. <laughs> you know, even some of you did network marketing. Who do network? Maybe there are people here who do network marketing. You know, network marketing, only the guy on top always gets the biggest benefit. Because <laughs> as your leg grows, you get the benefits. You think God doesn't understand network marketing? He ain't stupid. So, so, so when he gets, 
Ah, you, you got in last, go this way. Ines, Ines is beautiful, Ines is beautiful, remember. He got her, she got you. But all of you here came because you got different problems. But you're more superior because, you know, you came a little bit in and you had dead speaking and you are now learning faith. Yes. Then you went to encourage them. Mm-hmm. But then she comes on, she tells, this one is a slay queen. <laughs> and I'm just playing. <laughs> she needs airtime because she wants to do an Instagram and uh, plus she needs money for lights, for work, and all of that. There he is. He is also now struggling maybe, you know, he's got issues at home and, you know, he wants help with his wife and he's, there's another So They all got their different problems. But what's going to begin to happen? They're going to begin to come to each of the leaders. She will come to him and say, my lights have been shut. All he has, this man, is 50 rand for his own lights, probably for transport. He's got no money for transport either. But she's going to bring him a problem he needs to solve. He's no, he's no longer going to God anymore, saying, Father, bless me, Father, if you don't pay my lights, Father. God. Now he's going to pray for her, Father. Ramba Gashaka, she needs money, Father God. I called her to you. If you, if you, if you don't show off, show off today, Father, I will lose my disciple, Father. I, I, I have to, I have to, have to help her, Father. Now you are no longer selfish. When you focus on others, you touch the heart of God. Now prayer looks like it's working. So now God says, so supernatural miracle yes. happens to him. Yes. He didn't even know how it happened, but he's trying to act like he knows. Now, now he's, he's working on another level because he's experiencing stuff he yeah. never experienced before. He gets 500 rand yeah. and watch him walk with a swag. <laughs> he's looking for his soul. There's the 300 for lights. Now she's got a 300 rand for lights. Yeah. But he also got problems always bring up with issues at home. You know, we don't have food. You know, he comes to her. She must pray because she had a miracle that yeah, she received. Yeah. Watch what's happening now. These people are no longer praying for themselves. So in our prayer meetings, we don't come to pray for ourselves. We spend hours praying for other people only. Because when we pray for others, we've realized that our needs are getting met. You see, because we are no longer selfish. Then what begins to happen? God must make him look good for her. God must make her look good for him. This one must look good for her. Now suddenly everybody here is going higher and higher and higher and higher. That's what happens when you win souls and we are out of time. Thank you so much Pastor Danny. God bless you. Thank you so much guys. Bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you.